Welcome, everybody, to today's very, very special episode of the I Went Outside Today podcast. This is one of your three hosts, Chris. This is Cheryl. Amy Sydney. And you may hear this in the background. Uh, Cheryl and I have a new addition to the family. His name is Freddy. He wants to go outside right now, but we can't keep an eye on him while we record, so he's got to be sad and in here with us. His option is out there. Uh, in here with us or in the crate so yeah so if you hear heavy breathing and the sounds of click clacking along the linoleum floor that's not us that's not the devil coming to come to take back (laughs) what sydney owes from her bune pendant i'm gonna find it it's somewhere (laughs) i have no idea where sydney your time has come no (laughs) and that's how it'll play out Nope. But you know what? Without the devil, you can't spell evil. And what we did today was medieval. We went to the medieval fair in Bashaw. Chris looks so proud of himself right now. Like he just thought of that segue and he's fucking pumped about it. Segway. I did just think of it. He's extremely proud of himself. Take your improv classes. Wait, so for everyone who doesn't know where we're talking about. Bashaw is a small picturesque town with a big heart and country charm. Is it Bashaw? I've been saying Bashaw. Bashaw. We went to Bashaw. It's like, oh, Bashaw. Like when somebody says something complimentary. Sorry. I might be saying it wrong. I'm not from Bashaw. Me neither. No. Uh, It's nestled near the valley of Buffalo Lake and the crossroads of Highway 21 and 53. In the Prairie Parkland County, Alberta. Alberta. And here is the description of the event. So join us at the first annual Basha Alberta Medieval Fair and Artisan Market. So you hear that, guys? We were there for the first one. We we're part of oh, history. Yeah. We did it. For its first year, the Basha Medieval Fair and Artisan Market has have existed to transport you to a time of majesty and magic. Don thy robes, gowns, amour, I think that's supposed to be armor, and burlap, and immerse yourself in medieval merriment. There was a time when Bashaw was without, but no more. Walk with brave knights, rub shoulders with Vikings, wander the medieval market, be amazed and entertained. Get ready for a weekend of epic excitement and treasures from throughout the realm. Talented vendors and interactive displays, magic, music, and enthralling tales. Performances both weird and wonderful. Authentic costumes and decor. Yep, it was like 30 degrees. I should mention that we did pre-record this in July. Actually, by the time this uh, releases, Cheryl and I will be fully hitched and married. Mm Mm-hmm. Living well, happily ever after. <laughs> I am manifesting. Hmm. You're over there jinxing yourself. I am You're manifesting. Jinxing. Should also say this is the summer. We've had a rainy start to the summer so far. So Sydney's a little bit sour since her whole house has been slowly flooded with water. Like a quarter of my house flooded with water. But yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't amused. Learn a lot about sump pumps. I can write a book. I'm going to write a book. I can start a TED talk. It's going to be called So You Think You Can Sump. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess this is coming out. When is this coming out in September? October. Oh. Yeah, because you'll be married right, mm-hmm. right there with you. Are you? You're coming, right? 
Yeah, I RSVP'd verbally. Oh, if you want to start big controversy, you can ask whether or not it's mean to not send in your... I don't think you have to send in your RSVP card if you say that you're coming. If you say you're coming and then don't tell us there's a plus one, your plus one is going to be sitting in the parking lot. I don't have any friends. Who am I going to plus one? <laughs> you do have friends. I know. I have like seven friends, but... You might make a friend. Am I supposed to you bring a friend? You might not. You don't have to. That's what the oh. plus one is for. I don't know. I didn't read the invite. <laughs> is this why you don't know what day it's on? I know what day it's on. Is this why you don't know who's actually getting married there? Listen. <laughs> I definitely know who's getting married, what day it's on, and where it is. <laughs> 100% know those things. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Moving on. We your um, eyes frantically dart to all corners of the room. I don't like mail. I just got, I got a thing about mail. It was hand delivered to you. It was still in an envelope. It was, it was just should should like we, a visceral reaction. Should to we it. send a stripper gram next time? No, that'd be weird. But if you sent like a candy gram, but you wouldn't open the letter. You just eat the candy. Yeah, but like a Christmas candy gram, like a Mean Girls, where it's like candy gram is for for you, Glen Coco. You go, Glen Coco. I don't know if those things exist, but stripper grams for sure do. That scene exists. It's from the movie Mean Girls. Well, I haven't seen any delivery service like that here. Mm. So Sydney may or may not have slept through our wedding on the Saturday that it happened on. Is it early? Slash will happen on. Is, it, is this like a morning affair? This changes your your whole Ugh. your whole commitment to showing up. I mean, maybe. Also, other people will be there. Gross. Like a lot of people. At least a thousand. Ew. We invited all our fans. So we're to- off track now. <laughs> we have been derailed. So for this when particular. When were trains invented? <laughs> um, nineteen seventy-five. That's not true. That's false. So for today's episode, all three of us actually went out and did the thing today. We all hopped into the car and drove down an hour and a half to the small town of Bashaw slash Bashaw. And we uh, showed up. I guess it's on a ranch is where the entire event was being held. Uh, It's an agricultural facility. Okay. Yeah. It had horse stables there. What appeared to be a very old and very derelict uh, horse racing track, mm-hmm. which you think in a town that size that there wouldn't be that many people come in the horse races, but maybe. What what maybe made there's you think it was derelict? It just looked like a pen. Everything was like extremely rusted, with grass growing through it that had not been mowed. Oh, well, yeah. Like the starting gate where they all jump out of. It doesn't look like those have been open in a decade. I didn't notice that at all. And you were there with us. I was looking at the horses and the jousting, so. You were thinking about all I of don't your see rust and tall grass. Bad blood with horses over the years. Yeah. Just fuming. I was like, fuck those silently. horses. They are the worst. We had to hold you back from kicking one of the horses in the shin. Get my revenge. I'm going <laughs> to do it. The guys behind us while we were waiting for the jousting to start were talking about eating horse meat, so there you go. I don't want to... I want to kick one. I don't want to eat one. You know what I mean? I just want to be even. I don't think I could eat a horse. What do you think it tastes like? Um, Ikea's meatballs. It probably tastes okay, actually. (laughs) It's It's a herbivore animal. 
Yeah. Does it, it taste like a cow, I wonder? But, I mean, we could try that as an episode of our podcast. No. You guys eat it. I don't want to eat it. I just want to know. You realize your brother will troll you and tell you it tastes like something super amazing. Yeah. He's the worst. It tasted like baby monkey. Ugh. <laughs> Jousting, yes, was actually one of the first things that we had gone to. Uh, as soon as we got in through the front gate, which they had to make change for us for our entry fee, and they gave us a little bit extra. They gave us like $10 extra change, so we had to run back and give them their money back. I'm bad at math, and when they gave me the change, I was like, yeah, that looks right, and then both Chris and Sydney were like, that wasn't right. Math is hard in 30-degree heat. Mm. Yeah, math is hard. I had to think about it, too. I didn't know immediately. Yep, they gave us our um, entry bracelets, so we waltzed right on in, and over the loudspeaker, they were announcing that the adjusting was about to start, so we, we hoofed it right over there to the old horse racing track now jousting ring is it a ring is it a field it's like a field, field ring yeah. yeah and there was horses and people and knights in armor just like at a normal jousting yeah mm-hmm. as far as we know it totally makes me want to watch a knight's joust. tale now like really badly and just watch heath ledger going i want to be a knight Strangely enough, we were talking about that movie this morning. Mm-hmm. Strange, everyone's talking about that movie when they see anything related to jousting. That's not strange at all. We weren't even talking about jousting. Mm-hmm. You just talk about a night's tale when you're not talking about jousting? We were on the topic of actors who everyone thought would be like terrible for a role. And then it turned out they were amazing. Yeah. And you thought he was terrible for what role? Uh, well, everyone thought that he would be a terrible joker when he played oh, the joker. yeah. So up yeah. until then, he was like mostly known for A Knight's Tale and 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, I didn't know people thought he was going to be terrible at that. Yeah. Well, he fucked everyone up with that one. Yes, he did. Yep. Forever. You want to know how I got these scars? Yeah. Just like A Knight's Tale. So horses, knights. We had uh, four people in armor there, I think. Yeah. Total? Yep. There was a green knight, a blue knight. <laughs> Sorry. Was it a white knight? No, there's a dog smelling my foot. Yeah, you gotta smell his feet back. My feet are ticklish. Anyway, so there was knights there. Yes, green, blue, white. I figure, can't remember what the other one. I thought that one knight was like the blue knight. I thought that was a lady, but it wasn't. No. You know, I thought it was a lady too, just from, the way yeah. they were sitting. The so- from the side, it looked like the army. The armor had boobies. I mean, I have a picture. It looked might like boobies. Have boobies. But. I mean, men, men can have boobies. Too. I guess so. They get movies. But it looked like, from some angles, it looked like the armor was purposely curved into like a bosom. But then when I saw the armor from the front, it wasn't supposed to be. That's why they call it a breastplate. And then they attempted to joust. And you say attempted? I think they only got one actual joust in, didn't they? Mm-hmm. They got one good joust in, and after that, the horses just seemed to want to screw around. Mm-hmm. run around and <laughs> do whatever they wanted to do. yeah at one point they almost ran into each other in the same track yeah that was scary yeah. actually <laughs> yeah i think which, the one house was i think the one horse was grumpy yeah which to be fair if you had a metal clad human being on your back in 30 degree weather you'd probably be like i've had enough yeah mm-hmm. they have bridles too which some horses hate bridles the thing in their mouth that pulls yeah. their cheeks back yeah yeah, yeah. 
Well, it's not supposed to pull their cheeks back, but if they're pulling on it really hard, then yeah. So he might not. He might have not like the bridal or been used to it. I think it was more considering this is the first festival. They're not used to performing in such a big crowd. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We we're talking about the cheering, maybe. But I was thinking about that. Don't you think that's like a really easy thing to fix? Because you just you got to teach the horse to run at some point, like just play sounds of cheering. Uh, it's a little bit different because unless you put blinders on your horse, which they did not have, they're still going to see the people in the crowd moving around. Oh. So just the sound. So maybe that causes too much excitement. And so have either of you seen uh, jousting before? No, but I have a really important thought. If there was a version of jousting for the sea, what animal would you ride to joust? I say orcas. Dolphin. Dolphin, yeah. Dolphin, really? Yeah. I think orcas would be better. Dolphins or orcas are too wide. You wouldn't be able to get your legs on either side of them. You can make a bigger stick. Oh, to sit on the orca. Well, you just sit cross-legged. But then how do you... I don't know. Make a little orca harness. Who cares? I'm gonna, Just a little Cheryl thing. and I are going to easily knock you off of your orca. Mm. We'll and you'll see. be splashing around. We'll be laughing and laughing. We'll fucking see about that. Or a moose. A moose can dive up to like 20 feet. So that's maybe also a good option. A moose might also be more rideable. A mm-hmm. moose can straight up ride, like run underwater too. Moose mm-hmm. don't care that's where true. they are. They will just run. Mm-hmm. So They don't have to obey the laws of physics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's options for sea jousting. Sydney, you were in Vegas recently. Did you take advantage of the Excalibur Hotel where they regularly have jousting I in couldn't, there i couldn't even find my way out of the fucking venetian half the time i was in vegas for a work trip and i didn't have time to do anything exciting i didn't even get to go outside and i was near that volcano i didn't even get to go see the volcano mm. go off yeah. or the pirate show yeah. was it hard to get out of the venetian because you couldn't see past the blinds ha <laughs> no because you go into the lobby and then you take one elevator and that takes you to a different floor and you have to go down a really long hallway and like tap and pass security and then you take another elevator and then you go up and then you go down another hallway and then eventually you find your room. So I kept forgetting about the second elevator and getting trapped on the floor because mm-hmm. you think you take one elevator and you're done, you're out. And like, no, you're still very trapped. We should turn your Vegas trip into an episode. Mm-hmm. That's all it was. Just me getting fucking <laughs> lost in the hallway. Mm-hmm elevator odyssey so yeah this was my first experience with jousting as well do you want to be a knight now no i'm too big for their armor i feel like i'm also too big for a horse are you too big for armor are knights little i mean so back when jousting would have been a like sport that was done more commonly yes we would have been shorter huh yeah interesting that way your horse could go faster you know, like jockeys are really little. Okay. So one like a really little jester. Aren't they like children sometimes, and it's like not cool. That I can't tell you. Maybe, maybe if they're taking testosterone. Maybe. I have little beards. So yeah, we're talking about our first. This is our first. Jousting. jousting. We've never been jousting. I've seen it before. Um, I'm trying to think of where I've seen it before, but I've definitely seen it before. It may have not been live. Like it may like have. You watched been... it on TV. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I I used to do horseback riding as a kid, so I watch a lot of like horse related type sporting stuff on TV, just because it's cool and is interesting to me. 
So yeah, like you guys said, they only jousted the one time, and then the how horses started to get uppity, and then kind of like were jumping the gun on like running down the course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they had two women ride down the jousting track, tossing a stuffed rabbit between themselves. And I'm curious as to what that tradition is. I don't want to Google it and find out it was a real rabbit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure what that tradition was either. Like, it was probably just like a stunt thing because that probably requires a lot of coordination. Running Mm -hmm. at the same pace and everything. Yeah. Cheryl, you had taken uh, horseback riding. Do you think you could have done that with the tossing the stuffed animal back and forth? Um, I mean, as long as you're in time with the other person, it should be pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. We could probably try it on bicycles later just to see how hard this is. You're you're much faster on the bicycle than me. I don't think I can keep pace. We'll, we'll match speed. Mm-hmm. Horses are way easier than a bicycle, true story. As long as they don't throw you off a mountain or kick you in the shin. I mean, that's the usual advice. Mm-hmm. Don't get thrown off a mountain. So after they kind of gave up on the jousting, we wandered off to the artisan market, which was an indoor part, which we we're glad for because we're standing around in 30 degree Celsius heat. Mm-hmm. Kind of your usual festival kind of vendors were there. There's uh there was the tarot fortune teller mm-hmm. lady there. There was somebody giving angel readings. Okay, but did you see there was one guy or one booth where he had like these tiaras made out of crystals? Those were fucking dope. Did you tell them uh, all your crystal knowledge to impress him? No. No? I like to go to farmer's markets and markets like that, but I don't like it when the people talk to me and ask me how I'm doing. You just sell them in on your knowledge from the Crystal Basics workshop that we made you go to. Well, Call they're selling crystals, two. so I assume that they know. Some people don't know. My favorite part of looking at markets is when people don't speak to me. So, Well then. But I really liked his tiaras. And I want one for everyday wear. They were. Mm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Did you see these? No. They're I've amazing. heard of tiaras. But they have like crystal columns. Like real crystals. It was just, it was cool. How much did it set you back? I didn't I didn't see the price. I couldn't get close enough. Someone was always looking at them. Mm. It was annoying. Would you wear one if you had it? Yes. Yeah. Every day. Did you get a business card? For what? So you can call them and buy it. Oh, I thought you meant would I have a business card while I was wearing my tiara? <laughs> I was like, for what reason? I mean, you probably should as well, just to fend off any questions. And you just have like FAQs on your card. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't see a business card, but I mean, it was a pretty small market. So I'm sure they'll be on the vendor's list and I can find it. Mm-hmm. And then I bought a Roman necklace, aromatherapy necklace. A Roman therapy necklace? Aromatherapy necklace. Oh. God. And it's a horsecorn. I thought you didn't like horses. I like horsecorns. Unicorns are cool. You're letting your boundaries slip with horses. I don't know. I'm just... It was little and I liked it. Don't tell me what I can and can't. I can wear a unicorn if I want. It's very different from a horse. They're majestical. Mm, They just got a spike in their brain. A horse would never throw you off a mountain. A horse? (laughs) A unicorn. It was so hot it fried my fucking brain. (laughs) I don't even know which way is up right now. Mm. I got a unicorn aromatherapy necklace. I'm really excited about it. You, you guys made friends. <laughs> there is uh, other people there. There's somebody selling um, beekeeping supplies. Mm-hmm. Ew. You hate the bees. 
I don't hate the bees. I just don't want to keep them. I'm telling the bees on you. I, d- I just want, they should just go to the wild. I don't need to keep them. Why not? You can have honey. I can get honey at the store. Not all of it's real honey. The honey that I buy is real honey. Oh. Tell, tell our audience about your friend that you met. So we had met uh, Colin from the live action roleplay LARPing group. He was part of the Edmonton chapter or the calgary chapter he was part of the calgary chapter but fun fact he actually is from edmonton yeah and i think he was just running it because where he was at this time in his life running things it was easier for him to run the calgary chapter but mm-hmm. he, kn- he knew exactly how far we would have to drive to attend yeah would you go to an adult role-playing summer camp sydney i'm not good at staying in character i might go but like do i have to sleep outside i'm not big on camping they have cabins yep he explained Maybe. to us his first trip. He was convinced to go by his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend by the way he Who was knows, talking. Yeah. And he was camping overnight because it's a weekend thing by the sounds of things. And in the morning, he was making pancakes on his camp stove for his breakfast. And he noticed two cosplayers in monster outfits creeping up on his campsite. <laughs> and he had a moment right there where he's like, do I just finish my breakfast and, you know, not join in? Or do I take part now and turn off the camp stove and run away? And he chose B. And he said it was one of the more transformative uh, experiences with his whole LARPing life. Fleeing monsters and leaving his pancakes? Yep. yep. Or else the monsters attack you and you die and you lose. Did the monsters eat his pancakes? Were they there when he got back? I don't know. You didn't ask that question? No, I wasn't concerned about that. I wanted um, to know how it all goes down. Probably pay good money for those pancakes. He was cooking them. Yeah. They cost, <laughs> pancake makes cost like $2. Probably $4 now. Thanks, inflation. No one can afford $4. Mm-hmm. No one. Not me. <laughs> he said if you want to go try it out, it's free for first-timers. It costs zero dollars. Yeah, but you gotta like go get your LARP gear and dress up and stuff. They will loan it to you. Oh yeah, it's literally free to just go out and. Have you guys ever played with that stuff? Though I have not. Um, but it's fun. You can fucking wail on your co. I used to sell that stuff on your coworkers. Yeah, because I used to sell it at Millennium. Um, so you can just like because it's soft. So we just beat the shit out of each other all the time with it. So you have prior experience that would make you a shoe in for this group not with the acting but with the wailing on my co-workers yeah that part is very cathartic fair mm. but now you can act like the uh forest witch or something while you beat them with a hammer i don't want to be a forest witch. Twice i want to be a bog body. witch all right you me a bog witch is there a bog there probably wow. this is alberta and it's wow. also in your imagination so if you can imagine a bog i can't oh <laughs> I don't know how. Mm. You just get a uh, lanyard with a name tag that says Bog Witch. You'll be fine. I don't know. I'm just not really good at like participating in things. This sounds like something that's better if you have the power of friendship. And I have the power of I want to lay on the floor in my house. We have heard you have zero friends. Zero but friends. But you could make some. Ew. Sounds terrible. Wait, my favorite show right now is called Alone. And it's literally about people that just are all alone in the forest. And all of the men cry, which is my favorite part. We could sign you up for that, too. I would die. Alone. But I think I could outstarve everybody. Alone. 
you might find your your sugar daddy who will pay for half of your rent so you can have an apartment of cats like you wanted on the show alone no on going to the larping weekend oh that makes more sense because mm-hmm. they have probably some disposable income if they're going to a larping weekend you just solved all your life problems i don't know it just seems like too many steps to do it like too many tasks you're a very particular person. Yeah, like real particular. I don't know how you get through your day. I don't know how I get through my day either. There's a lot of medication involved. Mm. Speaking of medication and things you swallow, after the artisanal market, we had wandered over to the barbecue. Barbecue isn't medicine. Yeah, I said speaking of medicine and things you swallow. Just crushing these segues. I am crushing these segues that you can't even follow. Mm-hmm. Crushing these segues. Your mind is too baked from the sun. It is. And oh, and bring water if you go to these things. I didn't bring water. So we had seen people walking around with like these big fistfuls of meat. And at the start, I thought, are they just eating up like a coiled up slice of ham or pork or something? And then it turned out there were gigantic turkey drumsticks which i had to have one you two had burgers Mm -hmm. authentic medieval burgers and all of the liquid i just went and ordered all of the liquid you did yeah i got a water bottle and a seven up and then i made joe get me another water bottle Mm -hmm. so we had our meals and then we did one last lap around the event because this was a fairly small yeah yeah we had tried to make it back there was uh Back in the artisanal market, in the structure there, there was a stage, which a magician was scheduled to be on stage. But when we had gotten back, all they seemed to be doing was the registration for the costume contest. Mm -hmm. But they were doing that before, too. So I think the magician backed out or something. Yeah. Yeah. And they were also looking. So as part of the costume contest, they also had nominations for the king and queen of the fair. So there's couples all lined up to uh, hopefully be... There was one couple. There was, oh, yeah, they ran on a post. There was yeah. the one couple, and then as we're leaving, um, and they're saying over the loudspeaker, like, anyone else wanted to sign up, nominate for the king and queen. Another couple had started ah, walking towards them. Oh, I didn't see that. And then I can only assume a whole storm of couples stormed the stage, demanded to be nominated. Fair. I did get the impression from some of the other people in costume around us that they didn't announce that they had bumped up the costume contest to earlier. So some people were really disappointed because they had hoped to be part of it and then they never got a chance to like, mm. yeah. That's true. They probably would have bumped it up by like 20 minutes. Yeah. So some people were very disappointed. Yeah. If you're someone like Sydney, you can't make that big a time change. No, absolutely not. For life is chaos, there's not enough pills for that no. already. No substance on earth could I tolerate a 20-minute time change for. Yeah, when I was in the line waiting for water, there were some tweens in front of me. They were like, oh my god, everyone's costume looks so good. And then the other tween was like, except for the people that didn't dress up. Those people suck. And it was like, tweens are mean. I mean, if I had a costume, I would have dressed up. I dressed up like a time traveler. A time traveler would have warned the local clothing as to not direct attention to themselves. Once they found it, if I just time traveled, I wouldn't have had time to have the clothes. What if an evil duke steals your time machine because you look so out of place? Well, then I guess I just live in the past. Yeah, we uh, missed out on the magic show or the magic show never showed up. Missed out on us. 
So we decided to walk through the little encampment the uh, showrunners had made. I assume, assume it was for the showrunners. I'm not quite sure what was going on. It was neat, though. Yeah, it was really cool. I don't think that's a real camping area, though, because like there was no actual camping gear. I mean, their tents were beds. like wood and cloth structures, and one of them, the flaps were open, and we could see someone snoozing away inside mm -hmm. on their bed of furs. And mm -hmm. yep. It looked real cozy. It it's did. not comfortable, though, in 30 degree. That I don't know. Depends I, how good you are at napping. Yeah. I can't nap in the heat. I assume everything was being kept to as traditional as they could. There was uh, campfires going in some places, like one of those bowls suspended over a campfire. Yeah, oh yeah, they were definitely cooking meat. It smelled delicious. Yeah. Um, there were a bunch of other events going on that we just, because of timing, like you could just sit out there all day, granted, again, 30 degree weather, but if it wasn't so hot, you could have sat at the stands all day and watched various events. Like they had a Viking demonstration that happened just after the jousting. Mm -hmm. that we didn't go to i think also on the schedule as we were eating our lunch they were doing a shield advanced demonstration yeah oh and they had a guy that was just like teaching whoever had a sword fight yeah that was cool that was cool too yep i've already done sword fighting though humble brag yeah swords are heavy yes and i fought a left-handed person which is terrifying because they're swinging the wrong way that they're supposed to swing for the block that you're practicing because you're not actually trying to kill each other, mom. Terrified by your own mother. Yeah, the worst. I'm fidgeting. That's fine. I think we're kind of at the end of our exploration of the medieval fair while we were there. Yes. We've reached a natural stopping point. Oh, wait, there's more. Would there's you recommend more. it to a friend? Would you recommend it to a friend? I recommend sunscreen to my friend that's going tomorrow and to bring his own bottle of water. Would you go again? Oh, yeah. It'd be better if they had horsicorns next time. So you said it's not over, Cheryl? You know, Chris has something in store for us. Is it a quiz? It is a quiz. So You're you two have immersed yourself in medieval culture. And so how much do you think you know about medieval times now? Nothing. Hmm. I know one thing. What do you know? I'm not going to tell you before the quiz. Okay. It's the only thing I know. Oh, and back to our topic, if we would recommend it to a friend. I'm pretty sure I saw someone I know there, so I'm going to have to message my good artist friend, Angela, see if that was her. Are they a friend or Bashaw. not a friend? Oh, they are a friend. I have frenemies. You don't have friends. I have frenemies, I said. So you guys know how, like, different times in history, there's, like, different words for things that sort of fall out of use. Like, no. we have words now that were not used, like, a thousand years ago. All of the words we have now were used a thousand years ago. Every single one of them. I don't know why I'm so aggressively what taking the internet? wrong side of this argument. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to fight. That's what heat stroke does. Or heat exhaustion. My bad. What's the difference? Uh, heat stroke is you're probably going to die. Mm. Oh. Like, actually, what if you go to the hospital? Uh, well, it, it, as I said, it means you're probably going to die. Like, seek medical attention. Heat exhaustion is just... Does heat exhaustion precede heat stroke? Yes. Okay. I'm going to take advantage heat of safety. your... Offensiveness. Why? And I'm going to pitch you against Cheryl in a quiz... Excellent. ...on what these old-timey medieval words, what the meanings are. Okay, let's do it. All right, so this is courtesy of mentalfloss.com. 
There's an article where they have 16 forgot, weird forgotten English words we should bring back. This is written by Aaron McCarthy way back in the olden times of 2014. Whoa. First word is astrologamage. Astrologamage. Do we get options or we just have to take our best guess? Your best guess. Stars. Pissing off the gods to the point that you get bad luck. Hmm. I think Sydney was closer, so she gets zero points. Cause, Why do uh, I get zero points? You are also kind of not 100% correct. So it's basically the medieval era's psychics. These so-called wise men made predictions based on what was happening in the sky. So it's happening in the sky, stars. You were I was basically there. 0.1% correct. Whatever. <laughs> These are rigged. Number two, can you guys tell me what crapulence means? You're a crapulence. <laughs> Breaking bones. Is that your final answer, Sydney? No, I'm thinking. <laughs> crapulence. I think it's about turds. This word from the Latin root crapula, not to be mistaken with Dracula, arose in the 18th century according to Casserc, I don't know who Kassark is. It denoted intestinal and cranial distress arising from intemperance and debauchery. Put it another way, if you get crunk, expect crapulence. I guess it was about turds. Mm, you're still only 0.1% correct. Nope. Who can tell me what an eye servant is? It's a servant that sees for you. Wait, like E-Y-E or like A-Y-E? E-Y-E, like eyeball. I servant. I think he reads your mail. It's a servant that reads your mail for you. Hmm. Interesting thought. So, a term describing a servant who did his duty only lazily, except within sight of his master. Ah. A form of insincerity known as I service. Replace servant with employee and master with boss. And you could probably know a few people whom this term would apply. Me. It's basically, people who only look like they're working when the boss is watching. Um, this word might be borrowed from Old German, so Cheryl's got a leg up. She's got German DNA. Uh, but I know how to say Guten Morgen. Flitterwalken. Flitterwalken. I think it's prancing. Or maybe flitterwalken. I think that's when you flitter when you walk. Is that your final answer? Yes. I have to say it's a type of dance. You're close. And you and I will be flitter walking next year. Ah. Uh, this old English expression meant fleeting weeks and refers to what we today call a honeymoon. Flitter walking is obviously a much better word. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hmm. flitter walking sounds awesome. Yep. All right. Do you guys know what a fribbler is? No. A fribbler. Any guesses? Like a warbler. So like a bird? Yeah. Okay. You guess a bird. I'm going to guess that it has something to do with, like, a part of, like, a tailor trade. Like, somebody who works with fabric or artisan goods, like, creating clothing. So you're both wrong. Mm -hmm. The fribbler is from the 18th century, and chances you may know one. He says he's really into a lady, but just won't commit. The behavior of a fribbler was called fribbledom. Hmm. Nice. 
Do you guys know what a groaning cheese is? This is number six. Groaning a cheese that is groaning. Groaning cheese. How's groaning spelt? Uh, sort of like a groan with okay. ing. Okay. A hard cheese. A soft cheese. A molding cheese. Those are my guesses. I'm gonna say stinky cheese. A stinky cheese. Mm -hmm. You're both kind of correct. It does have to do with cheese. We knew it. Uh, so back in the day, when your wife was giving birth, uh, husbands didn't just hold their wives' hands. They gave them the medieval version of an epidural, cheese. <laughs> groaning cheese was said to soothe a lady in labor, and so husbands paired it with groaning cake and groaning drink. Nice. Interesting. Groaning drink was probably alcohol. Yeah. What is a grog blossom? I don't know. Grog is like... Grog. Mm -hmm. Like mead or something, maybe. I don't know. But what is a grog blossom? Blossoming mead. It might be random. Could it be hops? Or a troll. The way you had this far off look, you're like, or a troll. <laughs> <laughs> this is a word from the 18th century for the dilation of blood vessels caused by long term overconsumption of the drink in an alcoholic's nose. So. Mm. You know, old drunkards who've got ruddy cheeks and runny nose. Uh, that's Grog Blossom. Interesting. Cool. What is a lettuce cap? Where you lettuce as a cup. Can you explain that? So, like, you get some lettuce. Yeah. And you use it as a cup. Instead of a regular cup? Yep. Okay. Did you say cup or cap? Cap. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> but it's like a nightcap is a drink. Hmm. I mean, now it is, yes. It's going to be a a type of hat for sure. But it, I'm going to guess that it's like a type of hat that I don't know. The commoners wore a specific style that I don't quite understand because, yeah. So Cheryl is most correct. <laughs> a lettuce cap was a medical device that was used in the 16th and 17th centuries. As a medical device, what you would do is you would shave your patient's head and then you fill this cap with herbs and you place it on the person's head and it would supposedly cure them of ailments like headaches and insomnia. So Cheryl, we should make you a lettuce cap. Gladly. These are problems you have. I feel like if that would make me sleep, it would be fantastic. So everybody take off your lettuce caps and put on your thinking caps we're about halfway through the quiz here okay plenty of time for sydney to pick up the slack it's rigged uh number nine here mumpsimus or mumpsimus when you have the mumps as a moose final answer is it just your cheeks no Unfortunately, these are hard. The word originally meant an incorrigible, dogmatic old pedant, but eventually came to refer to refer to an incorrect opinion that someone clung to. Hmm. So the guy who runs the Creationist Museum, he's a mumpsimus. Oh, yeah. What is a night hag? Like a hooker. How much do you think said hooker costs? Like six pence. Hmm. Six pence hooker. Yeah. I'm going to say a night hag is someone who keeps, like, a night company. So kind of like an assistant or a helper. Okay. I gotcha. 
like a night groupie. Mm-hmm. A night hag is actually so. If people from medieval times had a bad dream, they could blame it on a night hag. This female demon kidnaps people at night on horseback and gives them nightmares by perf- by producing a feeling of suffocation. There are numbers of strategies for keeping a night hag at bay, including placing bread blessed at the local parish under a child's pillow. I guess any child will do. Hmm. Arranging shoes under the bed with the toes pointing out. And hanging flint chips, a.k.a. hag stones, around the bedposts. Hmm. So just hang some rocks around your bed. No old lady's going to come suffocating you at night. Hmm. Makes sense. Works every time. What is a nim-gimmer? Like, I don't know. Maybe it was someone else like, give me stuff, nim. Can you guess, Cheryl? You know, the first thing that came to my mind is a fisherman of some sort, so I'm just going to go with that. A nimgimmer is a term for a surgeon who specialized in curing pox or the clap. Stupid. Mm. So if you hang out with uh, one of Sydney's sixpence hookers and you get something, you call the nimgimmer. Gotcha. What is numbles? A hooker. <laughs> Final answer? Yeah. What is numbles? And the answer is kind of in the name. A mumbling hooker. You're, you're hearing letters that Chris isn't saying. You're hearing letters that Chris isn't <laughs> okay. saying. I'm just going to say when someone's testicles go numb. That is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Call it the numbles. Mm-hmm. This word is actually taken from Old French, refers to animal intestines and internal organs, which were eaten by peasants in a dish called garbage pie. Nice. Yeah. Makes sense. Hmm. That is a garbage pie. What is a petty fogger? Like a petty fucker. <laughs> or a hooker <laughs> I know what you're going to be doing with the rest of your day You're going to make some calls Get some company over, aren't you? Gross Spend six pence I don't even have six pence <laughs> I don't think six pence will get you much these days mm-hmm. Cheryl, what do you think a petty fogger is? I'm going to get someone who works in the lighthouse uh, Sydney is surprisingly close with her first answer uh you called it a petty fucker yeah uh basically people would have called lawyers like uh if you know guys know breaking bad saul goodman Mm -hmm. they would have called him a petty fogger for a fee these attorneys were willing to quibble over insignificant legal points or use unethical practices in order to win a case boom crushed it good job when you're calling someone a pig is nigh what does that refer to being pig-headed yeah that uh i'm gonna give the point to cheryl because she's closest we guess the same thing no you just piggyback you piggyback you all the all the joy you get is riding on coattails Stupid. <laughs> this is a term coined by a chaucer for a sweetheart basically comes from the phrase a pig's eye Second last one. Sydney, put away your phone. I'm organizing my ride. What is a pill garlic? A garlic pill. I'll give you a hint. There's kind of sort of one in this room right now. A dog. A pillow filled with garlic. Uh, it is the 16th century word for a bald head, hmm. which apparently resembled peeled garlic. I see. Oh, peeled garlic. And for the last one, this will be the tiebreaker because you both have the same amount of points. One. Excellent. 
Uh, what is a ratiner? Like a guy that gardens rats. I'm just going to say pest control. It's a pest control guy. He kills rats. Yep. Cheryl gets this one. It is an exterminator. Whatever. This 14th century term taken from the old French raton and the medieval word ratonis, which both returns to rats. Whatever. So Cheryl wins. Cheryl's the smartest person in the room. Sorry, Sydney. Rude. And with the end of that quiz here, that takes us to the end of today's very special episode. Thanks for joining us. Our next episode will be on the 31st, which will be our Halloween special. Make sure you tune in and enjoy that. Because it's spooky. Yep, we gave Sydney some real spooks. So thanks for joining us for today's episode. I am one of your hosts, Chris, signing out. This is Cheryl. I'm Sydney. I did the thing. We all did the thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I did the thing more than you did the thing. You just got lost. Listen, I, it was confusing. It I was dr- confusing. Thanks for listening to today's very special episode of the I Went Outside Today podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, spread the joy and share us with your friends or leave a review. If you really enjoy our podcast and you want to support us in doing more episodes, consider donating to our Patreon or leave us suggestions in the comment section on our website or social media. Or you can email us at IWentOutsidePod at gmail.com. And make sure you follow us on our social medias. We got Twitter. We got Facebook. We don't got Snapchat because that's for creeps. We don't have Twitter. We don't have Twitter. <laughs> Facebook and Instagram. We got Facebook, Insta. Oh, fuck. Okay. I'm not going to do it again. It's not going to be as good. Why don't we have Twitter? <laughs> we got Facebook. We got Instagram. And you can see all our photos and adventures that don't get turned into episodes because every day of our life is an adventure. Bye.